Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything from t-shirts and jeans to sweatshirts and jackets. And of course, their legendary best hoodie ever. So you can fill your wardrobe with the pieces that will get you through your spring days, like the lightweight joggers and pullovers in the French Terry collection or the rich and polished premium slub crew tee. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, American Giant makes something that's sure to be your next closet go-to. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Find a closet staple for every part of your day at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use Staple 20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Like you can definitely make friends in your 40s and 50s. Absolutely. In fact, your wife wants you to. Yeah. Needs you to. Get out of the house. Honestly, she she despises you. Yeah, she wants you out of the house. Loser. <laughs> Man of the year. Man of the year. Man of the year. Welcome to the number one friendship podcast in the country. I'm Matt Ritter. I'm Aaron Cairo. Man of the Year is brought to you by Happy Head, the fully customizable hair loss solution. Go to happyhead.com and use our exclusive promo code FRIEND for 55% off. Wow. That's happyhead.com, promo code FRIEND. Aaron, I have a bone to pick oh with you. Oh my God. You always have a bone to pick No, with. usually I apologize to you for something I did. That's true. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I think you do. <laughs> I will just say that I've had a rough week with my dog and... Um, She's had some health issues. She's a 10 and a half year old Frenchie. We love her. Olive, we love you. And we want her to be around for a long time. And she's had these seizures slash I had to give her CPR. I literally gave my dog mouth to mouth. So I told Cairo about this and I said, you know, I was trying to tell him about the medical procedures that we're going through, like the checklist of doctor's appointments to try to figure out what's wrong. And I go, so Jesse and I are thinking about, and before I could even finish my sentence, what did you say? Putting her to sleep. <laughs> It was so hurtful. I go, no, you ass, you monster. I go, I was going to say, thinking about getting her an MRI, <laughs> thinking about getting her a CAT scan. And then you go, well, I mean, this is like twice in two weeks. And look, in fairness, twice in two weeks where we've woken up and our dog, you know, was not breathing. And it was horrible. Uh, but I just thought it was hilarious. Now Jesse and I are laughing about it. I was like, you're not going to believe what Caro said. First of all, <laughs> I stand by my statement. I love Olive too. 
I just thought that she's in ill health. She's very old. And she died twice. The first thing he says, instead of like, oh man, I, you know, is there anything I can do? You know, or what are you, what are your plans? He just jumped right to the end. He skips to the end. He just skips to the end of the book. In my defense, I thought I was being uh, kind. Yeah. Like, I thought that's what you were going to say. Right, I know. You, so, you jumped the gun. I, I jumped the gun. You jumped the bit. proverbial gun, yeah. the, the, the behind yeah. the shed gun. I listen, I love Olive too. I want her to be happy. Yeah, I just think this is a guy who doesn't know dog owners. Jumps right to the end. Most <laughs> dog owners are like, I'll do anything to keep my dog alive. <laughs> I was, oh, well, you know, look, and she, you know, she's, she's sleeping in too much. Shoot her. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I. I'm sorry. No, I'm just, uh, I'm just teasing you. The yeah. only reason I, I want to start off by saying I have a bone to pick with you is because I don't want to be too kind to you, you know, because I'm very, I'm actually very proud of you. I want to talk about this. The topic of this week is you ran a marathon and I want to talk about how, you know, that isn't just an individual thing and it really is like the epitome of, you know, there's a lot of friendship involved in there. What I saw there, I want to just talk about how, you know, friendship building is also kind of like a marathon. So yeah, I ran my second LA marathon. Uh, we should stipulate that I did not train for either of them. It's amazing. What do you uh, mean by that? So typically when you run a marathon, especially your first marathon, any marathon, there's like, I think a 16 week training program. You gradually work up, you do longer and longer runs. So you get to like 20 miles, 23 miles. And so you just get your body prepared to run 26.2 miles. I did none of that. But you did brag about running five miles every Saturday. I, I remember we made fun of you for that. I, I was running five miles every Saturday, then was traveling and then taking my back. So I didn't even do that for the few weeks before. Okay. Um, so I just, just barebacked it. Wow. Would you say, I don't know, just throw out a, a number, like less than 10% of the people don't train or 1% or like one guy? Are you like, <laughs> <laughs> The people running that marathon, I think there was 22,000 people who who ran the marathon. I would say 500 of them didn't train. So less than 0.25. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure marathon runners don't train because they're already running marathons. But right. yeah. But uh, yeah, I always say just like, I wouldn't do it if you had to train because training is annoying. You have to like mm. do these runs and it takes a lot of time and it's like homework. And like, I just kind of like doing the actual marathon. Why? This is a big question for me, like not just for you. I, I'm not a marathon person, so maybe I just don't understand the psychology of wanting to do this particular thing. Yeah. I just want to know why. Well, someone on the course held up a sign that said, daily reminder to do hard things. Mm. Daily reminder to do hard things. I, I mean, it's really stupid. I mean, don't do hard things right. every, every day. day it's crazy. Marathon every it's a horrible day. life. Yeah. But it's a challenge. Okay. You want to, it's, you know, feels great afterwards. Yeah. And it is kind of fun. I mean, the city shuts down and you're like running through the city. Uh, it's just like doing anything that's tough. I have to say it was a lot cooler, uh, than I remembered it being from like an audience perspective. Like yeah. a couple of years ago, I kind of showed up to give a friend a water bottle, but I didn't really like stick around and we weren't doing this podcast. So I didn't really have a point of view when I went there or like have any sort of thoughts about it. And this time around, I was like, wow, what an incredible thing. So what you see when you're running is pretty unbelievable. So people are standing out there and their friend runs by and like it takes, it's six seconds. Yeah. And these people go absolutely batshit crazy. Yeah. And it's actually like pretty, like I'm getting, getting chills just thinking about it. Like also the, the weather wasn't great. It was great to, it for- was raining. It was great for running, but it wasn't great for spectating because you want like 60 degrees overcast, but then it started drizzling. But people are standing out there. It's pretty cold. This is LA. And- 
you know, I would be running, like, Joe, Joe, yeah. You know, and these are like, you gotta remember, these are like regular people running yeah. a marathon. The people who like are marathon runners, they're long done. Yeah. I think there's something cool about like, I think everybody wants that moment at least once in their life to feel like some sort of yeah, athletic like achievement. Yeah, yeah. Like Rudy. Yeah. Like Rudy, I, I saw, I did see that because I was like, you know, you just look around and you're like, oh, that, there's like a group of teachers, like just every walk of life, like postal workers right. and like people just old, like there was like an 85 year old guy that it's at his hundredth yeah. marathon, Yeah, you know? And I was like, this is so incredible. This thing that, you know, I wanted to talk about it on this podcast because like, first of all, what an amazing thing to bring people together. Well, I also want to bring it back to our definition of friendship, right? Yeah. Our definition of friendship is two, two words, which is showing, showing up. up. And this is a definition of showing up, right? These people, the runner's friends, like I want to just stand this for a second. Great job for the friends. Like you're taking your Sunday off. It's kind of early. It yeah. starts at 7 a.m. You're waiting out there at signs. Like it's kind of, I don't want to say like it's dumb, like what's going on. It's not like they're like passing the bar or whatever. It's not logical. It's yeah. an emotionally thing. You're doing it for something. Yeah. It's fully selfless. Yeah. I'd really encourage our listeners, if you're friends, not just a marathon, maybe a 5K or maybe something completely different. Yeah. Like that cheering, like the runners. Wow. Like when I saw you guys, and we'll get to that later in the pod, like that was amazing. Yeah, I was like, holy cow, he's really feeling something here. You know, like when you came up to us. Anyway, we can get into that later, but I, I yeah, guess I, I just want to go back to showing up for a second. Yeah. In a previous podcast, we talked about stand-up comedy, yeah. which is obviously something we do for a living. And that when people say to us, I'm thinking about doing an open mic, I'm not going to tell anyone. Our advice was, no, you tell, tell, everybody. tell everyone. And to the friends of the open micer, you show, up, show up, you have your two drinks, and you fucking cheer as loud yeah. as possible because they need it. This was sort of the athletic version of an open mic. Open mic. Like, this is when you got to show up. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, this is like the athletic version of the first time they get to do a real show, not open mic. This is like, you know, your friends are open mics. Yeah. And then they finally get that one spot at Gotham on a real show. Yeah. That's when you got to show up for them. That's their marathon. Yeah. But I mean, the signs were great. Um, I, I could share some of the signs. My favorite was uh, the first guy to run a marathon died. You're doing great. Yeah. Which I love I that story, by the way. He ran to tell, I forget what city it was. I guess he ran to marathon to talk about the- Was the Peloponnesian War? Yeah, I think so. Theo? Yeah, Theo, look that uh, up. We'll figure who it out. Was, who was it? Yeah. So I forget the guy's name. <laughs> you know, he had to run 26 miles yeah. to report news of their victory and yeah. they dropped dead. And everybody's like, we should do this. Yeah, we, we should do this. Right. We can do this. Yeah. I saw a great sign. One of them was like, now this is, I forget. Oh, it was somebody who worked at a bank. And yeah. it was like, now this is what I call a bank run. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's right? good. But yeah, and it's also like, we don't do a lot of civic events anymore. Yes. You know, the whole city shuts down. We should say it goes from Dodger Stadium. It used to go all the way to Santa Monica, which it doesn't do that anymore, which kind of sucks. But it goes all the way to Brentwood. So it's pretty far. It turns around. The whole city's out there. People are cheering. and. People, when I would, so this time I ran without headphones. So the last marathon I had music, but the last marathon I was in such pain that like the music had no effect to me. I couldn't even hear it. So this time I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to like be intentional and like take it all in. It was so much more fun. You're hearing people cheer. And I would like raise my arms like gladiator style. 
and like get pe- them, and people love that. Yeah, I loved when we were on the sidelines and random people were coming. I'd just be like, "You got this, yeah. buddy!" You could just like randomly shout things at people because like, some people amped. don't acknowledge you because they're so in yeah. pain and they can't hear. But occasionally, I'd be like, "Yeah, I do got." You know, it was great. I was just thinking about like I couldn't run a marathon because like I wouldn't be able to hear my speakerphone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. But I didn't realize you were barebacked. Wow. Yeah, no headphones. Wow, it that's was so boring. It was so much better. No, it's not boring. <laughs> There's so much shit. You're in the city. You're running through. For, no, but that's how I live my life. I I didn't realize you'd be able to, like, I walk around and just, you know, take in the nature. Like, yeah. that's four hours. That's a long time. So I had another great friendship moment. So my buddy, Shane, who's my barber. Yeah. He's much faster than me. Yeah. But he ran the first five miles with me to, like, keep me on my pace. So he ran uh, slower? He ran slower. Yeah, which was great. And actually, we had this really funny um, uh, exchange because, you know, as a barber, all day long, People are talking to him. Yeah. And he's sometimes he's listening, sometimes he's not listening, but all day people yeah. yap, yap, yap. And when we were running, I was kind of like in this mode of like, all right, I'm like taking it, no headphones. And he was kind of yapping to me. Oh. <laughs> and he's like, Am I bothering you? And I'm like, now you know oh, how we feel. Wow. You know, then he left. He ran ahead of me. Uh, and then I had to pee real bad because you're hydrating. I wanted to ask about that. Where do you go to the bathroom? So there's tons of porta bodies. Oh. But they all had lines. Oh. And like, I don't want to stop. So I'm running, running this full bladder and you're wearing a fanny pack that's got like your gels in it. So it's hitting my, my, my bladder. You urinated into the pack. No, you? some people just piss themselves. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I was thinking you urinated into a bottle while you're running. But 12 miles in, Shane's barbershop is on the course. Oh. And his, and his wife was there. I was like, Leslie, I need a piss. Oh, She's yeah. like, come with me. And she like opened the barbershop and I peed. It was one of those pees that like, I almost stopped peeing because I was bored. Like I was, the, it was, the pee was going on for wow. like, I gotta yeah, run. Yeah, yeah. So that was great. And then I got to you guys, you producer Theo, your wife, yeah. nine months pregnant. Yeah, that was great. Cam and Ryan and our buddy f- surprised me. Yeah, Dave. Did you know he was gonna be there? No. Yeah, our buddy who lives in New York was there. Yeah. And uh, you had signs yeah, and you're cheering and you brought, the, you brought the trophy. Yeah, we um, said do it for the pod. Do it for the pod. <laughs> um, it really gave, gave me a boost. Uh, seeing you guys. So that was like, I feel like it was almost like friendship. Um, friendship does have a scientific effect on you, right? Yeah. And we, we, you know, we talk about that a lot. I was, I think there's a couple of interesting things you just said. One is we don't have a lot of civic events anymore. I think that's part of what I really felt when I walked up there. I was like, holy shit, the whole city's here. That's what it felt like. It felt like the entire city of LA was there and it was every walk of life, every age, every demography, and everybody was getting along and everybody was there united in purpose. Yeah. Which I think you're right. It's very, very rare these days. And it just, I don't know, man, there was just something, I don't want to sound too cheesy, but there was just something super uplifting about it. I just haven't felt that in a long time. I haven't been part of that and I wasn't even running it. Yeah. But also, you know, I interviewed a bunch of people for the pod yeah. afterwards and I just kind of, everybody kind of had that same, you know, kind of perspective on it of like, Oh yeah, you know, like of course we're gonna show up for our friend. Like she worked so hard on this, and it means a lot to her. <laughs> I was, was laughing because I didn't do anything. No, yeah, yeah. No, you yeah. didn't change at all. Yeah, yeah. Like, look, you know, not to denigrate it, that's awesome you did that. But for a lot of people, this is one of their life bucket lists. Yeah, like super high achievements, and so you really have to think to your friend. You know, as a friend, if you think about it like that, like this is one of the maybe the most important things my friend is going to do in their life from their perspective, like really should show up. I think that civic events are actually a great place to make new friends. Yes. People just standing on the street. You know what they are? Open. Yeah. Very open to friend making. Yeah. Very I mean, receptive. people are open. Yeah. 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 Well, I'll tell you why. Yeah. They're in a good mood. Yeah. They have something to talk about. 
the third thing, yeah. the marathon. Yes. And there's a lot of free time. Right. You're basically just standing around for four hours, see if the six seconds your friend <laughs> right. runs by. Right. You know what I thought would be a good um, friend peacock thing? Yeah. Uh, if this, if the marathon's in your town, bring poster board markers. Very good hack slash tip. Yeah. Very good hack slash tip. People would love that. And a cooler of beers. Cooler of beers. I saw a lot of, there were a lot of people holding coolers. I don't know if there were beer in them, but there were a lot of people just yeah. like sitting along the side, like just hanging out. By the way, people give out beers up in the last few miles. Oh, they, I wasn't sure. I thought yeah. I saw that. I was like, is that real? Because I think I, there's some medic, like I, some, there's some scientific thing because you eat carbs or something yeah. like that. Um, also, people will bring just homemade like cookies, cookies and yeah. like oranges. Those I don't, because there are stations. I saw people handing out water. I love that. The one, this is the one place where I will accept something that I never accept. Littering. Oh yeah. It's, I've never seen so much littering. I mean, almost like I couldn't control. Myself. Well, they, they, they come by with the No, street. I know, yeah, but yeah. it was very hard for me because I, I just, we have a littering ish problem in LA yeah, yeah, yeah. and I pick up litter every morning from yeah. my neighborhood. And like, I just was like, Oh my God, they're just throwing everything everywhere. Yeah. It's honestly, you can't even like, uh, you're grabbing the water. It doesn't seem like it, but you can't really drink water and run. No. So like uh, there's a tip slash hack to like pinch the little cup so it's not all coming out. But it's all, you're like, like yeah. it's, it's very confusing. And also people are crisscrossing and some of the cups have different stuff. Oh, so kind of a dangerous cross. We what? had to cross over to get to you. Oh yeah, people running across. Holy shit. There's I mean, some funny- You get smoked out yeah. over there. Yeah, there's some funny TikToks of people like picking up Chipotle and- Just and, getting and smoked with a, with a whole thing of Chipotle go flying in the air. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's hilarious. Um, I, there's another sort of friendship making a thing I want to talk about, which was run clubs. Uh, we actually talked about this in the first episode yeah. that uh, I briefly ran with the Venice Run Club, um, which is, it was a very open, friendly, like every Wednesday night, people get together and they run five miles. You can run at any pace. They had a group of people within the Venice Run Club. I think they had 200 people running the marathon. Uh, 120 of them were first-time marathoners. I saw that. Um, now, again, many people listening to this are like, running is the least thing I would ever do. Right. So I'm one of those. I'm not going to join a run club. But ever. just an example of an organization yes. that has a built-in social aspect. I also noticed after you said that, I was looking out for the shirts, there are a lot of run clubs. Yes. Like a yes. lot. LA Leggers was another one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like, again, I'm not telling our listeners join a run club, but find just, your run club, find your run club, find you know, your run club. It's chess club. It's something else. Um, find something that's better on the hips and knees. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was one sort of philosophical thing that I wanted to, to bring up, which is that, uh, when I was hanging out beforehand, um, you know, everyone's hanging out. This is before the start and there's people in costumes and someone actually had like, um, like Taco Bell or something like that. And I was mm. talking to the guy next to me. I'm like, who, who's- Sounds like guy? something I would do. Yeah, it sounds exactly like something you would do. <laughs> and like, very spicy taco. And this guy's like an old timer. He'd run like 20 marathons. Yeah. And um, he was like, people do all kinds of crazy stuff. He's like, actually, back in the day in the, eight, in the eighth mile, they used to give out chili dogs. And I, was chili like, dogs. and I was like, what? Chili dogs. He's like, yeah, these, these guys out there making chili, give out chili. People loved it. I'm like, oh, because a lot of businesses are on the route. I'm like, yeah. oh, like it was like a like a restaurant and they like had yeah. things. That, he goes, no, man, it was freelance chili. Freelance. Just on, just somebody. Just a, a random just guy. Just a pot on the side. And my buddy Shane I was with, like, we just started using freelance chili to mean like 
nonsense, like something you can't explain. <laughs> That's some freelance. It's chilling. just some freelance chilling. That's some freelance chilling. And, and I feel like that will come in handy. Like sometimes you just people do stuff. Yeah, it's, it's just freelance, freelance chilling, chilling, man. It's freelance chilling. I just pictured myself having to squat down behind some bushes <laughs> from, from the freelance chili. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the porta potties are Ooh. war zones. Yeah, this is why this you know this is why I'd never gone to Coachella. Probably for the same reason I'll never do a marathon. I mean, I can't be more than you know. 30 yards maximum from like a nice toilet. I'm trying to think where. There's nowhere. I would have been ruined. No, I'm trying to think which has worse porta potties, the marathon or Coachella. Mm. Coachella, people are also ingesting weird shit. Yeah, yeah, because the marathon, most people are pretty eating pretty clean the night before. So the porta potties are probably. No, but they're first you're eating gels and stuff. Hell and, yeah, and that and weird pasta. gel, that weird gel. What is a gel poop? Yeah, it's probably pretty. I, yeah. I, keep, I kept seeing that. They look like yeah. those little like ice sticks, but they're not. They're, they're just like gel packs. Yeah, something. I had like every five miles I would eat a gel pack. It's like, it's just like goo. It's like goo. Yeah. It's like warm goo. Yeah, I think neither. It's <laughs> neither. I don't want to be anywhere near there. Yeah. We'll be right back. Matt, would you say your mom is proud of you? Ish. <laughs> <laughs> would you say your mom would be more proud of you if you were a doctor? I think so. Would your mom be even happier if she was the mother of identical twin doctors? If I could multiply myself yes. and then become both doctors? Yeah. Well, our sponsor today, Happy Head, was founded by identical twin doctors. Sounds fake, but it's real. Happy Head is a fully customizable hair loss solution, and they gave us a promo code. So if you go to happyhead.com, use promo code FRIEND for 55% off at checkout. This company was founded by identical twin doctors. What you got to go to the website. What have we done with our lives? Not much, but you got to go to the website at least to look them up and use our promo code FRIEND because we are your friend. We're giving you a 55% discount. That's happyhead.com, promo code FRIEND. And we're back. Um, but yeah, I wanted to bring it back to friendship. You know, I was thinking about maybe this is an apt metaphor, but I think your friendship journey in life is like a marathon in that bear with me here. I think the first few miles are pretty easy for everybody. Or you could say friendship is a marathon, not a sprint. Yes. But what do you think about that? The first few miles as in your teens and your twenties. You're excited. Yeah. You're like meet new people. You think that like you can go at this rate forever. And the other thing is that there's people everywhere. Yeah. You know, like when you're in high school, everybody is around you all the time. You have clubs, you have Sports, you have after school events, you have, you can just go meet up at the 7 Eleven or the gas station. College, you live in a dorm, you just knock on somebody's door and they're your buddy and you're just hanging out and you're just getting invited every which way to every which thing. And you don't have to try that hard. You don't have to try that hard. Yeah. That's the first few miles of the marathon of friendship. Now, what, where would you say we are in this analogy? I would say we're rounding like mile, I would say. For me, I would say mile 13 because I can okay. assume that like the midpoint is where it actually gets hard and you start thinking, oh, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I, I had this tough, now I'm actually talking about the literal marathon, like 9, 10, 11 for some reason. I'm wow, like, oh, shit, really? Less than, yeah, because you kind of just, you start to panic a little bit. So you, 9, 10, I would assume like if you start panicking 9, 10, you're not going to make it. Well, but then I pissed. Okay. And I was like, I'm going to live. It was actually. I'm going to live forever. Oh, wow. It was yeah. really just that. Yeah, I mean, we're at midlife. Yeah. So you can like, you know, the, the, right. But would you say in general, like the midpoint of the marathon is the midpoint really of it? Like I'm just talking about literal marathon. Like, is that really the midpoint? Like once you've gotten past that, you're fine. Or is it like no. mile 22 is where you really have to overcome? No, it, it's, it's really sort of in the late teens when shit goes sideways. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
So like 18, 19. Yeah. If you, if you're like, I'm struggling now, then it's like, oh, I can't believe I'm not going to be able to make right. it. Also, cause in this marathon, there's some, some uphill and shit like oh, that. Oh God. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Oof. It's, it's brutal. So anyway, I bring it back to friendship. I really do think the early stages of your life are pretty easy when it comes to friendship, not for everybody, but uh, you know, the overall, what we talk about is, you know, just the opportunities to make friends and they, you know, just the surface area of it is much greater. Well, now in our marathon of life slash friendship, like, first of all, things are getting tough. Yeah. We need our friends more than ever. We can, I don't want to say we can see the finish line because that's a little morbid. Yeah. But like, you know, it's there. Also, I'm already in physical agony every day. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. One thing I realized is that you guys were waiting for me at mile 22. Yes. Next time, maybe I need you to be waiting for me in the halfway point. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was like, once he's here, he's like already accomplished it. Well, I was like, I might not make it to you. Yeah. But we were also, we picked that point because we could hit you twice. Right. There's a little medium yeah, you can turn yeah. around. You can turn around. So, um, yeah, I think this, this moment in our lives is a, is a turning point because, you know, we have to just be mindful of our friendships. We, we can't yeah. take it for granted anymore because it's not mile two. Exactly. You can't take it for granted anymore. I think that's the, I think it's probably why we're doing this podcast. Yeah. Like for me, I, when I think about like when people are like, oh, why did you do this? I'm like, because we took for granted, we got lucky. We built this amazing friend group, but we really, you know, in some ways we're blessed and we're lucky and we didn't, we weren't so thoughtful about this. We just happened to, you know, have kept it going. Right. But we weren't like, we didn't, if we didn't have these podcast tips, we weren't intentionally yeah. going, Hey, we're going to do this and we're going to have our friends for the rest of our lives. But now I'm just like, Oh no, it takes effort. You can't take it for granted. And if we can help people get to the end of the marathon with friends, it's going to be a lot better life. I mean, let's not forget like during COVID, like there was a chance that the, 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 the man of the year dinner could sort of fall apart. Right. Like people were like, do we need to do this anymore? You were almost not going to go. People don't know. We did a zoom one. Yeah. One year, but we went down to Orange County so that we could actually zoom in and we basically ordered Peter Luger steaks and we did right. the sides and everything. So yeah. it was a Luger-esque. But I'm saying even our friendships are right. not invincible. It is hard sometimes to think like, oh man, I don't know if I'm going to make any more friends in life. You know, yeah. sometimes I have that thought. I think all, all of us people in their 40s go, oh, I don't know. Am I going to make another friend in my life? Like, we, you know, we've been talking about that with people. Some people are like, nah, I think I'm good. Yeah. It's like, are you though? Are you good with running the next 13 plus miles of your life with no new friends or letting the friendships that you have fall by the wayside? I don't know. It's a tough way to live. Yeah. As we've always said, it's never too late. Like you can definitely make friends in your 40s and 50s. Absolutely. In fact, your wife wants you to. Yeah. Needs you to. Get out of the house. Honestly, she she despises you. Yeah, she wants you out of the house. Loser. <laughs> Get this loser out of my house. Yeah. I mean, look, I think 13 miles, if that's what we're going to call the rest of our life, that's a long way to go. And you're going to have a lot more ups and downs along that way. Like, it's not like the second half is coasting. I think the second half in a lot of ways gets harder. Like, I think life gets harder in a lot of ways. I think you need friends more than you do in the first half of life in some ways. And you also want to have friends there when you cross the finish line. <laughs> yeah, you do. Into heaven. Yeah. Yeah, I in mean, case that analogy in case, wasn't in case that In case we want to <laughs> yeah. go all the way to the end, yeah. you do want to have people yeah. around. Caro, along your journey, ha knowing that you know you have friends, you have people at mile 22, how does that affect you on mile 13? And do you felt like that helped your, your, your race? 
I, I was definitely of two minds. One, I should have had you guys come earlier, but two, like I got to make it to 22. Like I got to see them. I got to do it. I, I actually like was also like a little anxious about it because like I wanted to see, I wanted it to be good. I wanted us to like hug and like, also it's not that easy to find people in the marathon. So like, I was also nervous, like, am I going to find them? And then you're thinking about that, which I guess, you know, kind of distracts you, but. You missed the funniest thing. We came up with this hilarious joke that we kept seeing K-Rows everywhere. And we were like, no, no, that's not Cairo. That's almost Cairo. No, that's tall Cairo. That's Hispanic Cairo. That's Asian Cairo. There were all these different, because you were wearing like a blue shirt yeah, and a hat. Like we were like, oh, it was almost like where's Waldo yeah. for Cairo at the marathon. We we're like, no, no, that's old Cairo. He was like a little chubbier, you know, we we're like, no, that's, and then there was like, no, no, that's, that's, that's 12 year old Cairo. Like it was yeah. ridiculous how many Cairo lookalikes there were at this marathon. It's freaking hilarious but you know it was great to look forward to seeing them and then also my buddy shane other shane was waiting at the finish line with a beer so uh all that was like really made it worth it so you know there's one thing i didn't tell you about and this is like i think this is really friend related when you're worried about a friend and you aren't sure if you should give them advice when they're doing something and you're like i don't know if this is a good idea for them but who am i to say you told me the week before that you were having serious back problems and that you weren't actually sure that you could make it. And then the night or two before you texted me that, and I was like talking to Jess about it. And I was like, should we kind of like tell Carol he doesn't need to do this? Cause again, it was, you had already run the marathon. So yeah. I was kind of like, he doesn't need to do this. And I was really worried that you were going to damage your health long term. So I think I texted you like, you know, like you don't need to finish. If you don't finish, it's totally fine. But like, then part of me was like, oh, I don't want to tell him that because it's like not supportive. Well, I think we should talk about why I was even doing it in the first place. Yeah. Because I did it once before without training. And I think that my philosophy, you know, I'll do anything twice. Yeah. I love that, by the way. Great line. People say I'll do anything once. I'll do anything twice because I don't really do well in these outside my comfort zone. So the first marathon, you're figuring it out. Where do you go? What's it like? What's the course like? When do you show up? What to wear? Like all that stuff. I don't. I get a lot of Cairo's algorithm. It's still yeah. working. John Nash. He's yeah. Looking, he's trying to pull the pieces out. He can't see it. He can't see it. And I just, you know, wasn't sure how, how it was going to go. And then I was like, you know, let me do it one more time now, knowing what the course is like, what your day is like, what to eat. And, uh, I knew I was going to do it. I, my back was hurting. Uh, I don't think you would have been able to dissuade me. That's a great question. When do you come in and say, dude, just don't do this. Yeah. I mean, I, I was thinking like relevance to our pod and yeah. for other people out there that have friends that are making questionable decisions. I don't want to say this was a questionable decision, but you had alerted me to the fact that like, right. This could cause you permanent damage. And I was like, I don't know, man, you already ran the marathon. I was really like leaning towards being a little more heavy handed of like, right. Hey dude, we're not going to show up. We're not going to video this. Like we don't need, cause I felt like you also felt an obligation now cause we were recording some content for the pod. And I was like, I don't want to feel like we're pressuring him into doing something now. What's crazy is the only thing that didn't hurt was my back. I don't know. I think the pain receptors, yeah. I think I, I, I've like looked it up. Like my legs hurt and my back didn't because I think it just knew it knew it was happening. But I think we weren't at the stage of like, it's not worth it. Right. Uh, but like, you But know, I think that's a relevant yeah. question for yeah. our listeners of like, is there a time where you really have to, you know, kind of put your foot down with a friend? And, you know, this isn't just like, oh, are they doing drugs or something like intervention? But like sometimes people make decisions and you're like, I really don't think this is going to be a good one for them. Should you be telling them that? I mean, a couple of days later, I said to you, hey, put your dog down. <laughs> it's not worth it. See, I fucking completely oh 
overstepped. Uh, overstepped. Yeah. You were like, I mean, that was one giant leap forward yeah. for Cairo. Yeah. He leaped over. Um, okay, you want to do a listener question? Yeah, take a listener question. Asking for a friend. Guys, this is Asking for a Friend. If you have a friendship question or ethical dilemma, hit us up. We're on Instagram at Man of the Year Podcast, or you can reach out to me and Matt. You know where to find us. So this is a friend question that I think is very relevant for people that don't necessarily share interests and aren't sure what they need to do to support their friend. So uh, this listener wrote in and said, I've had a friend and she and I have been friends for 20 plus years. Um, but she, she and I are not into the same kind of music and she always goes to this musical fe music festival every year. And she has this group of friends that I'm not really friends with and she's coming in and she really wants me to go. And I've said no in the past. And she wrote me an email basically saying that she was hurt that I wouldn't go to this music that I'm not into. And so now I'm feeling like I'm guilted into going to this thing. Should I go? Was it right or wrong of her to, to send me that email? If it's really just about the type of music, then just go. Like, it's one thing, it's like, they're running a Tough mutter, and I don't want to do that. Right. Like, whatever, you just hang out. Seems, right. This seems, seems low, unless I'm missing something. No, I mean, I, look, I, I, I think that's probably right. You just go and do it. But like, you know, if they already have friends there, why do they have to force you to go to it? Oh, okay. So you're actually more on, like, is, the, is it right for the other person to be like, why are you not coming to this? Yeah, I think there was oh, a two-part question, right? Oh, I think it was like, hey, I, it was like, is it right for this person to kind of pressure me into this and like make me feel bad about not wanting to do something that they have other people for? It's interesting. We actually haven't covered this before, which is trying to make someone do something. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that happens a lot. We've We actually really haven't covered that on the pod of like trying to make people do stuff with you. Hmm. See, cause I fall under the lines of you and I are really like, we're pretty cool about like, yeah, we'll, we'll go try it. We'll go do it. Yeah. But like, you've never been to Coachella. You're like, I'm not going to like, right. It. So you could rightfully have sent me an email going, Hey, you know, I really think it's important for our friendship, right? This could be, it could have been a scenario, you know, it's like, you could have been like, I really need you to experience this Coachella. Cause like, I have all these friends here and you don't, I want you to know them. And I, you know, like for <laughs> I'm just thinking of you at Coachella and like the sensory overload that you would fucking experience. Yeah, and I well, let, as I said, if there's a VVIP, is there like a there, there, there? We can get you a better bathroom. We can get yeah. you a better bathroom. Um, wow, making someone go. If it's really important to you, I mean, it really depends what it is. If like, if the friend group is a different friend group, I don't know. This is this is a tough one. Yeah, I, I thought this was actually a really good yeah. question. I was like, oh man, I'm not sure I know the answer. I'll say this, if it's not a burden to you to go right. and it's important to your friend, I think you usually are on the side of just going to it. Now I do take a little bit of issue with when friends try to guilt you into, you know, things in general Yeah. or like, you know, saying, Hey, that's, you know, you're, you're disrespecting me by not going. Cause mm. I think, you know, we all have our own cho choices to make it. Like we can choose to do whatever we want. Like nobody's going to force me to go to an event. If it's not a financial burden and it's not like you have to take off work or some shit like yeah. that and you're not going to die there. I mean, I think you should just go. It's obviously right. important to friend number right. one. I think it's you go one time. Yeah, you go one time. You go one time. Yeah. That's it. You go, okay, look, I respect you and I went one time and now I'm telling you. I think part of it is that that friend feels insulted that you don't think it's for you and you've never even tried it. Because like for me, I already know Coachella is not for me. But how do and you I, know? I just know. I just, I just but know. That, that's what this girl's saying. Right. I know. I'm saying it, but I know myself, right? right? So I think 
the part that I don't agree with with the friend is the friend is basically saying, you don't know yourself. You know, you have to trust me on friendship. But I think as grownups, we all kind of know what we're into and we're not into at this point. So I do think there is a little bit of a, the friend who's sending that email is in the wrong for being like, I need you to do this. You know, it should have been more like, you know, I would really like you to do this. Could, could there be a middle ground where the friend who's being asked is like, could we do this other thing that's like less intense? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Uh, but I think that's really where it's coming from. If we want to delve into the psychology of like why a friend would force you to do this thing is because they think that they're, they're probably insulted that you won't even like try this thing. By the way, she like, may be right. Yeah. She might love it. She might love it. She might love it. I think I'm supposed to be going to a fish show soon. Right. Because our friend Lindsay, she loves fish. I'm... I don't like fish. I don't know yeah, fish. I've done it once. Yeah, you went. I went. And, and what'd you think? Not for me. <laughs> what about it wasn't for you? The music, the environment, the people. <laughs> Shake Alley. What's Shake Alley? It's like a, you walk into the, uh, into the parking lot and there's like people selling whippets and drugs and stuff. They call it Shake Alley. <laughs> but what, All of it. But nothing, what about nothing about it is for me. But what about the anthropological aspect? Yeah, that was cool. Okay. I mean, the, the st- that's why I went. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. The one yes of it for me was like, oh, this is going to be great people watching. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Uh, but I also left after about a half hour. No, you didn't. Every song sounds exactly the same. Sorry if we have any fish listeners. This is going to be brutal for them. Well, whatever the fish, the fish people are going to come after you. The fish. Oh, what do they call them? Fish heads? Fish heads? Fish mongers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, but I went. It's yeah, not that went. big of a deal. Yeah. It wasn't that big of a deal. It wasn't like, oh, this is such a huge ordeal. Right. Listen, I already knew going in that it would be a shock if I suddenly were like, if you suddenly became, wearing fucking suddenly tie dye yeah. bandana. Yeah. yeah. Listen, you can't go home unless, unless you've you got out. out. So you go do it one time. Yeah, go do it. Our, our advice is go do it. Great. Asking for a friend. And that's asking for a friend. Guys, if you have questions, send it to us. We will make sure it's anonymous. So, Theo, what do we got for us on the uh, marathon history? So you guys were on the right track for sure. Uh, There was a battle between the Greeks and the Persians back in the day. uh, And the Greeks were winning. And so the Persians turned their ships around to head for Athens. And one person had to run from Marathon to Athens to spread the news. 22 miles. What was his name? Yeah, let's give the man some credit. Thelonious. You had had one. Thelonious Friedman, the original. (laughs) No, I'm just saying Thelonious. You had one job. What was the guy? And what was the war? Well, the Battle of Marathon. Oh, oh so it wasn't the Pel- was that a- He ran from Marathon okay. to Athens. Okay, got it. I'm trying to find this guy. Maybe he's an unknown soldier. No. The Greek messenger is what they're calling him right now. The Greek messenger? He didn't have a name. Oh, I think he had a name. Maybe not. The legend of Philippides. Philip- no. Philip- uh- Philippides. Yeah. Marathon to the Acropolis in Athens. Well, shout out to you, Philippides. You've created the world's worst tradition. So what do we learn? So I learned that showing up, you don't even realize how much it means in certain times. And I didn't realize how much it meant for marathon runners, for their friends to show up until I was there looking around and seeing all those faces of all the different people of all different ages, hearing that cheer for like five seconds and just seeing it boost them up and like really, just really emphasize how much that selfless act of showing up really, really matters in friendship. You know, it reminded me of another huge moment in my life when I spoke at graduation. Mm-hmm. Um, I spoke at the Wharton graduation from Penn. And so it was just the business school people were there. Uh, but everyone in my fraternity who was not in the business school 
got up at like seven o'clock in the morning, graduation weekend, sat in the upper deck of the stadium. I could see them. Wow. As soon as I finished, they all got up and get the fuck out of there. <laughs> but I will never, ever forget. Yeah. Five, the five minutes they sat there. And so it's very, very important. That's, that's, that's how friendships are forged, yeah. being there, showing up. And you do not forget it. You don't forget the people that showed up that day. You better not forget us for showing up on that rainy day. I will definitely not forget. And also we should just say civic events are something we have not talked about. Civic events are a great way to meet new friends. Oh my God, so much time to kill. Friendships <laughs> to be made. So that's our show. Guys, please tell one of your friends about the pod if you have it in a conversation over a beer. Tell them about Man of the Year. And remember, be good to yourself, be good to your friends. Love, Love you, buddy. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.